Hello and welcome to the Black Arrows Employment Team podcast where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. My name is Simon Allison. I'm head of Black Arrows Employment Team. This podcast is aimed at business owners and HR managers and aims to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. Welcome to season four. This season contains the one with the Bert and Ernie cake and the one with the Pimlico plumbers. So when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month or even your year, sit back and listen to Employment Lawyer in Your Pocket podcast. Hello, welcome to Employment Law in Your Pocket. This is the one with the glitter ball and the fake tan. Let me introduce first of all, Jack Boyle. Hi, Jack. How are you doing today? Hi, Simon. I am doing very well. Thank you. What about yourself? I am doing A-OK. Let's introduce our guest today. Special guest. Special guest. We're popping some cherries today in the podcasting world. Okay, okay. It's Donna, welcome along, Donna Reynolds. Hello, Donna. Nice oh, to have you on board. Thank you for having me in the Bat Cave. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, thank it's you. It's black. Yeah. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so. I have two conditions about today, though. Really? Okay. okay. One, I don't sing. Ever. Says who? Me. I don't oh, sing. Come on, don't. No, 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 Give no, us no, a tune. No, no. Give us a tune. You have got thousands of subscri- subscribers. <laughs> You've got five star ratings. You do not want to lose those because I start singing. Okay, that's okay? one condition. So that's one. Two, I don't do impersonations. What? Nope. No, no, you've got Jack for Go that. On, no, on. no, you've got Jack for that, and they are very big shoes to try and fill. <laughs> so I don't sing and I don't do impersonations. Okay, okay. Diva, aren't you, Donna? Proper diva. You know, diva start Donna. as you mean to go on. <laughs> okay, so let's go. This one's called The One with the Glitter Ball and Fake Tan. We're going to cover in this podcast number one, legislation. Number two, examples of harassment. Number three, let's give examples of how to defend a claim of harassment. Is that okay, Donna? That's great. Okay, so let's go first of all with the legislation. Well, let's start by um, explaining what we'll be talking about today and what we won't be talking about. um, Because we hear the word harassment used a lot, usually with the word bullying. You've heard it before, my employer has been bullying and harassing me. I make these complaints regularly about Simon, I must say. Come on, Jack. I know, to be fair, I think you give as good as you get. (laughs) I'm a donor, completely. Yeah. Bullying... Um, is characterised by ACAS as offensive, intimidating, malicious or insulting behaviour, an abuse or misuse of power through means intended to undermine, humiliate or injure the recipient. Okay. An employee who believes they have been bullied at work can't bring a claim for bullying in an employment tribunal. Instead, they would have to resign and bring a claim for constructive dismissal because their employer had breached the implied term of mutual trust and confidence. Okay. That's a whole other podcast, though, I think. Eh? Not one for today. Yeah. Definitely not for today. Absolutely. Harassment, on the other hand, is defined in the Equality Act 2010, and it has no less than three definitions. Three? Okay. What are these then, Donna? So the first is a general definition where, and if you're ready for this one, it's a bit wordy. Okay. <laughs> one person engages in unwanted conduct related to a relevant protected characteristic which has the purpose or effect of either violating another person's dignity or creates an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating or offensive environment for that person. Of course, that is worthy, isn't it? Yeah. Simon, so do you want to remind us again what the protected characteristics are? (laughs) 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 Head of employment. How many are there there again? I know. No, 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 no clues. Okay. I think there are nine, are there? There Nine, sir. Okay, let's go. Sex, race, age, original belief, disability, gender reassignment, marital status, maternity um, and pregnancy, 
and sexual orientation. Is that Yay. I'm going to test you again though <laughs> no. because the general definition of harassment only applies to some of those that you've just listed so which of those protected characteristics does not come into play when we're talking about harassment mm, what do you think Jack mm, I is don't it... think you could harass someone because they're married yes I agree or pregnancy and maternity is that true Donna Way. Excellent. Okay, that's the first definition. Definition. Okay. What's the second definition, Donna? So that is unwanted conduct of a sexual nature, and the conduct has the purpose or effect referred to in the general definition. And you'll probably know this as sexual harassment. I see. And it's probably not unusual for there to be a rise in the number of grievances complaining about sexual harassment during this kind of festive period, would you say, Donna? Is that I mean, right, Jack? What do you think? Well, I suspect Have you that found... I find that certainly, you know, <laughs> when one consumes large quantities of alcohol <laughs> in a room full of birds, then, you know. Are you, are you allowed to say birds? <laughs> I think we can go with it. Okay, let's go. We'll go third, third, third definition, Donna? That would be, be uh, would be where, because either the person has been sexually harassed, has submitted to or rejected the sexual harassment, or harassment related to sex, they have been treated less favourably. Okay. Uh, kind of like victimisation. Yeah. There's also Protection from Harassment Act 1997, but again, that's for another podcast. We'll just focus on general harassment and sexual harassment. Okay, so that covers legislation. Do you have any examples of when it, ha it happens to be harassment, Donna? Yeah, so either of you watch Strictly Come Dancing? <laughs> I do. Do you, Jack? Nope, I do not. Uh, oh, Okay, Donna, on you okay, go. Okay, so Simon, did you watch it the other week then with the Can Do Co company and want to get that right because they were so good? Yes. Yep. They so, were amazing, weren't they? They were great. David Bowie. Yes. Was really what good, was the song? It? Life on Mars. Do you want to sing it? Good tune that. <laughs> that's it well done Jack yeah 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 so for Jack's benefit then it was a group of dancers made up of both disabled and non-disabled dancers and it was massively popular with viewers so imagine you've watched that on at the weekend and then there's chat back in the office on the Monday morning and one person who watched it wasn't raving about it and instead shared his view that the wheelchair users shouldn't have danced one of his colleagues who's gathered around listening to the chat is himself in a wheelchair and he finds the behaviour degrading and offensive. This is capable of amounting to harassment related to the protected characteristic of disability. Really? That's, even though he just only made the one single comment? Yep, even though he made one comment because a one-off incident can amount to harassment and there's no need for someone to have already made it clear that the conduct is unwanted. Okay, so what if this wasn't the first time the person had shared their views about disabled people? And his co-worker had put up with it for years because they were less, they were too scared to speak to us, even joining the conversation, because there was less chance of feeling worse for themselves. So this is not a case where it takes two to tango. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, what you're describing doesn't necessarily mean that the conduct is not unwanted. Um, like you say, it might just be a way of coping at work or a way to cover up how they really feel. Okay. Any other examples, Donna, of unwanted conduct that could be harassment, do you think? Oh, there's lots of examples and they range from derogatory name calling, gossip, patronising comments, innuendo, and then even exclusion from normal workplace conversation and chat to verbal threats and physical attacks. Okay. And what about sexual harassment? We can all think of examples, I suppose, of what that amounts to, but what do you think that can include? 
Um, so unwanted conduct of a sexual nature, it can be verbal, non-verbal, it can be physical conduct, it can be unwelcome sexual advances, inappropriate touching, forms of sexual assault, sexual jokes, displaying um, pornographic photographs, even emails with material of a sexual nature, that can all be um, unwanted conduct. My goodness. I see. And what is it right that both these types of harassment have in common is that they have to have a certain purpose or a certain effect? Yeah. So they, they have to have the purpose or the effect of violating another uh, another's dignity or creating an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating or offensive environment for them. Hmm. Seems, a bit, seems a bit risky, though, in terms of if you are going to make some jokes about the office or such like how, how do you know if the if the conduct's unwanted or if it has that effect yeah and, and this is the bit that a lot of employers really struggle with because you've got to assess it from the subjective viewpoint of the person on the receiving end of the conduct it's their perception that counts but you also take into all the other circumstances of the case and this is the important bit it must be reasonable for the conduct to have that effect on the okay. person okay what do you mean by that or that it must be reasonable. What do you think, Donna? So it all comes down to context. Okay. So if we stick with the can-do co-company dancing on Strictly Come Dancing just the other week, the person making the comment that the wheelchair users shouldn't have been dancing might say that that was just a minor comment. It was only made in passing in what was an otherwise um, unobjectionable conversation and any offence caused was unintended. They might also apologise quickly afterwards or maybe the comment was not directed at the complainer himself. Maybe the comment could have been said not to have been made on the grounds of disability because in the context in which it was used, a group of dancers all with different disabilities and a celebrity dancer who is a Paralympian, which um, he made no comment about. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But this is an incident involving two employees. What, what would that have to do with their employer specifically though? Well, for the purposes of the Equality Act, anything done by an employee in the course of their employment is treated as having also been done by the employer. So even if the employer doesn't know about the harassment or it's done without their approval, they can still be liable. Gosh, that's scary, isn't it, Jack? Frightening, yeah. It's, it's, who would employ any staff? Who would indeed? Okay, so covered um, legislation. We've covered examples of potentially harassment. What can an employer do to defend any claims of harassment? So it's all about showing that the employer had taken reasonable steps to prevent the um, discriminatory act or from doing anything of that description. It, it will have a defence. Okay. I see. And... We've obviously been talking about employees a lot, but we've got a lot of contractors in the office in Blackadders just now doing various pieces of work. What do you think, Donna? Say there was a, f a rather attractive blonde female contractor in the office and she caught, a, she caught sight of me and thought, well... You know, I'm having that and harassing you. <laughs> what, we have a defence to that. Is that what? You should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, it's the employer's reaction that counts here, or even the lack of reaction to the harassment that you would be complaining about. Um, so if, if the employer does nothing or doesn't take uh, proper steps, then, then there might not be a defence. That could be creating a degrading environment for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So there's going to be some employers listening to this podcast worried that what they thought was just office banter is actually harassment. That maybe they have been way off point, off point, get it? Is that a Bali reference? Yeah. Like yeah, that? yeah. I like that, very subtle. What do you mean that, Donna? Some acts of harassment are easy to call. So if a Strictly Come Dancing dancer had their bottom groped during rehearsals, and I'm just making this up. This is not this is not a real life example. So please don't sue me, BBC. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, 
But if if that happened, well, pickle my walnuts. Hey. See what I did there? That's clearly harassment. <laughs> but if a dancer was suspected of having a relationship with her dance partner by the other dancers, and they were all talking about it and gossiping about it, that could be sexual harassment. If another dancer was subjected to daily remarks that the way he danced made him look gay, again, and I am just making this up, it's not a true <laughs> example, even if the employer believes that banter, including this type of language, is normal office behaviour, it can very easily become harassment when the recipient has no alternative but to say accept or even participate to make sure it doesn't get any worse or worse still, you know, he loses his job over it by yeah, speaking okay. up. Okay, so the kind of the key words are perhaps all reasonable steps. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Okay, so what are our three takeaway tips, Donna? So it's all about, as you say, taking reasonable steps. Number one is often overlooked. It's about realising that harassment in the workplace is actually a real risk issue. Higher profile harassment complaints, which you'll all have read about in the media, have caught attention. And I think employers have realised, or at least are beginning to realise, that it's more than just a nice-to-know issue or a fad. Employers need to challenge their own thinking and their employees' thinking in the same way they have with, for example, health and safety, to the point that zero tolerance of this conduct is the norm. Yeah, sounds like good advice to me, Donna. What about the second? What's our second takeaway tip then? So one guaranteed way to face criticism from the Employment Tribunal when defending harassment claim is a failure to provide discrimination and harassment training to staff and a failure to have relevant policies in place. I know developing and providing this kind of training can be a bit cha-cha challenging <laughs> Yay. Um, because it's a sensitive subject and one person's perception of innocent banter is another person's harassment hell but senior members of staff should be trained in how to recognise and deal with any potential issues and an easy reporting system should be put in place that then allows complaints to be dealt with properly and quickly. Ah, good stuff. Okay and what's your final takeaway tip Donna? Set ground rules for work dues. Employees are more relaxed and will maybe have a few drinks and will say and do things that they wouldn't normally say in their normal working day. These are the times, like Jack said, when most incidents of harassment are reported. No one wants to be a party pooper, but employees will never be accused of making a song and dance of it by reminding everyone that unsuitable comments and inappropriate behaviour will not be accepted and will be subject to disciplinary action. Good stuff. Cue that boring HR memo that we're probably due to get in the coming oh, days. Oh, yes. I've heard it's not a boring memo. I think exciting this year. You'll mm-hmm. find Jack. Well. Good stuff. So that concludes that podcast. That was the one with the glitter ball and the fake tan. What do you think, Jack? Can Donna come back? Yeah, how did I do? How did I do? I think it's a... 10. A 10 from Len. A 10 from Yay. Len. Yeah? Yeah. Or Bruno. 10. 10 he does, doesn't he? 10. <laughs> Okay, that concludes that. Cheers and cheerio. Cheerio. Bye.